The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, May the 30th, currently 7.04 on the East Coast, here to do our NBA Finals betting preview. Got the full house here to break it down. We'll get into our series predictions. We'll talk about some serious prop bets, um, total games, all that good stuff. Uh, for you as we dive in to the final two teams remaining, the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. But like I said, a full house of sharp batters. Got the entire crew first. You guys know him as the superstar of the show. He's the villain. What's going on, Terrell? How you feeling, my man? Yeah, you're on mute, by the way. So we didn't hear any of that. Well, I wasn't doing anything but clearing my throat. So that's oh, okay. <laughs> cool. But... What I was going to say was, I'm doing great, Moonoff. And it may or may not be because I swept the entire last series, including giving you Heat plus two and a half, Heat plus one and a half, Heat money line, and a 30 to one buzzer beater bet. So just to I'm be clear, having, it may not have to do with that. It might, but it may not have it to do may, with that. It may, but clear. it may not. There okay. is a chance. Because I'm just excited. We are here back for another NBA Finals. This is year three, year three of the NBA Finals working with this group. So looking forward to it. Yep. And you heard the voice as well. Know him as a host of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast. And of course, here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, how you feeling, buddy? Yeah, doing pretty well. It was one of those series where the player props were good for me for the most part throughout the entire series. The sides, not so much. However, I did get it together for Game 7. Ended up sweeping the board on our Game 7 pod. Had the Heat plus the points with you. I had the under. I had Caleb Martin 10 plus rebounds. Shout out to him for getting a rebound up 20 with 40 seconds left. Thank you for <laughs> leaving the guys in Spolstra. I really appreciate it. But he had seven rebounds at the half, so it would have been a pretty bad beat if he didn't get there anyway. But overall, great Game seven, I hit a parlay with Adam Rosenberg. Shout out to him. I know he tweeted about it. I was one Derek White three away from another $1,200. So unfortunate he went two and two of nine from three. But a great game seven. And I'm happy we have Jimmy Butler versus Jokic. One of these guys gets a ring. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to the series. Sorry. And also joining us. I'm surprised he hasn't changed his name to NBA Finals Lante. But it's <laughs> Lante Smith. Lante, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm locked in. Uh, ready to go. Uh, looking forward to the series. Yeah, avid Celtics lover around here. Avid Celtics lover. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't That's say that. He should, have. He should podcast, change it to Celtics Lante. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Boston Lante. Uh, he was <laughs> just trying to get the money. It's okay. He got in yeah, for game it. six, but game seven, it just fell just just a li- little bit short. A little bit short. Well, he hit the eject yeah. button. We talked about this on the recap show where Delonte pulled the full 180 midway through the game and took the heat. So I guess he made money in the end. Oh, so. really? Yeah, probably, oh, yeah, really? Probably like oh. Yeah, probably a like full 180 and took the heat. Yeah. So in, 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 in game. Alonte a shot. <laughs> <laughs> he fell one vote short. Uh, Benedict Lante, he made money though, so it worked out. Benedict Lante, you know? <laughs> Lante, he also dropped the thirty-five to one Caleb Martin uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP, which was just 
one vote short, but hey, that one almost got there as well. But all right, guys, nonetheless, we are here. It's the final two teams. Like I mentioned for this show, we'll go through our series predictions. We'll talk about some series prop bets, uh, spread, series spreads, bets, uh, total games, exact bets, all that good stuff. So, uh, guys, let's just dive right into it. So right now we have currently on DraftKings a series price for the Miami Heat are sitting at plus 310 to win the NBA Finals, where the Nuggets are a prohibitive minus 400 favorite. We'll start with our series predictions. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off, my man? Who do you like in this series? And then we'll talk about exactas and all that good stuff next. But first, give us your winner for this series and why. Yeah, I like the Nuggets. Uh, I think they're just too balanced for um... – for some of the things that Miami does defensively, they won't be able to play. Well, they will. They can play zone, but Denver is number one against the zone uh, this year. Uh, obviously, they haven't seen it to the extent that Miami runs it. So uh, I guess we'll see how it works out. But they're usually pretty good against the zone. They'll put Jokic in the middle of it, and he'll probably slice and dice them and get, get them out of it. But I think their bigs, um, the lack of bigs for Miami is going to be the main issue. Because once Bam, if, if he gets in foul trouble, they're going to be relying on Zeller and Kevin Love. So I'm not sure they'll be able to hold up. Um, I like the defense of Denver. I think it's underrated. I think they'll be able to handle uh, – I mean, Jimmy's going to get his. I think they'll be able to withstand some of those other guys with uh, Cody Martin – I mean, Caleb Martin. Sorry, Cody. Uh, Caleb Martin, uh, Gabe Vincent, and Struess. Uh So I think they have the upper hand. I think their seven or eight guys are just better than Miami's seven or eight guys. And that usually – it didn't work out the last few series, but – um, yeah, I think Denver comes in. I think they win convincingly, probably in six games, five or six games. All right, uh, Terrell, serious prediction, and who do you like? Oh, yeah, I'm taking the Miami Heat here. I think it's a little bit too much steam towards the Nuggets, and I understand it. I mean, Denver, tough place to play, altitude. You got to worry about going there over there. Uh, and you look at what Denver was able to do offensively throughout most of the playoffs. Like, no, you're not going to be able to run a zone through them because they'll be able to shoot out of a zone rather easily, actually. But if I trust anybody, I'll trust Eric Spolstra, and I know Eric Spolstra is going to make the adjustment, the defensive adjustments that they do to make it very, very hard. Maybe they play a lot more man in this series than they did against the Boston Celtics because one-on-one, they have the players that can guard everybody except for, what, one person? Everybody mm-hmm. else, I think that they have a pretty decent size matchup. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be interesting, and we'll see what he'll do during this series because I think he can be an X factor for Denver. But I'm I'm trusting the depth, and I trust the depth of Miami. Miami can go and play this game comfortably eight deep, and probably even go a little bit more than that. We'll see Tyler Heroes expected to come back in Game Three of the series. We'll see if that ch- kind of changes anything up or not. But uh, I think that depth wise and the contribution that they've been able to get. And we talk about Gabe Vincent was able to add that last series and add over the course of the playoffs. Caleb Martin was incredible that last series. Will he be as good? I don't think so, but he still can add a contribution. Kyle Lowry, we know him in a championship pedigree, and he just finds ways to be a pest and a thorn at my side. So Kyle Lowry is probably going to be thrown in there a little bit. So, And I don't think they have an answer for Jimmy Butler. I truly don't. I think Jimmy Butler can walk in this series and average 30, 35 points rather easily. And I'm going to go with the team that one been here, done that before. And I don't think the Heat are losing another final. So I, I, I'm getting games with the Heat. I'll take the games with the Heat and I'll sprinkle on the Heat money line and win the NBA finals as well. You brought out the point of Tyler here. I think that's not 
really talked being talked about enough or a lot of a lot of people don't know that Tyler Hero will be back. It looks like around game three. Is that what they're kind of projecting? Uh, a lot of people know that he did miss most of the playoff run here for the Miami Heat with a broken hand that he did suffer in round one against the Milwaukee Bucks. But um, getting him back, Terrell, and since you brought it up, do you think that it's going to obviously it does help the depth, but is there going to be so there's, there will be some rust. Do you think that is going to hurt the Miami Heat, or do you think he'll be to, he'll be able to get that rust off fairly easy and be a big contributor for this Miami Heat team? I think shooting wise, he should be a little bit fine, just because they've been talking about him ramping up his workouts, and he's been doing this for a little bit now, and now they're just waiting for him to be officially cleared. But I think the rust does come on the defensive end. Do I switch here? Do I follow here? How do I adjust to this rotation? Stuff like that, keeping up, keeping his legs under him. I think that's where the rust comes in. But shooting wise, offensively, and what he can bring, I think he'll be just fine. All right, Scott, serious prediction and why? So just to be clear here, I thought Milwaukee would win the first series like everybody. Uh, I, I, I initially had the Knicks uh, in the second series, which was probably my worst read imaginable, but midway through, I kind of realized the Heat were just the better team. And then for the last series, I had the Celtics in seven. So I gave the Heat respect. I just didn't think they'd end up winning. So right now I'm 0 for 3 uh, initially yeah. going against the Heat. And I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to try to make it 0 for 4 because uh, I'm going with the Nuggets in this one. Uh, just simply put it into the better team. I don't think it's particularly close. And I give the Heat props and ESPN props because the Heat have an 11% chance to win this series instead of a 3% chance against the Celtics. So they went up 8%. So congratulations to them for going up in the power rankings of ESPN. But simply put, I just think Denver is going to really torch them with Jokic and with all the shooters they have. The issue that Boston really had, particularly against the zone, they didn't have many great facilitators. I know Tatum has some moments here and there. We could get you a bunch of assists. But I wouldn't say that he's a great passer by any means. I think his vision could use some work. Jalen Brown has no vision, so that's definitely not going to help out with him trying to facilitate. Brogdon got hurt. I'd say he was their main facilitator. Smart had a good game one passing, or I should say a good first half passing in game one, and then didn't really do much the rest of the way. But Boston just couldn't hit open shots, and they also really looked stagnant offensively because Missoula couldn't break down his own, and the players couldn't hit shots in the last two games. Denver actually has spot-up shooters. And I do think Porter Jr. could be big in the series. Jokic is mostly going to neutralize the entire zone by himself because he can see everything about five moves in advance. So I don't think the zone's actually going to be that effective in the series. I'm not sure how injured Butler actually is. I know he kind of tweaked something there. I'm assuming he's fine because he looks sharp in the fourth quarter there. But you mentioned the potential devil's advocate, Munaf, about Hero coming back. Maybe he'll be rusty. Maybe he'll mess up the rotations. I am a bit skeptical of how Hero is going to fit back into this team after not playing for about a month. So that actually does concern me. But simply put, I'm going to pick Denver. The reason why I thought Miami would be able to push Boston to seven, despite being significantly outmanned in terms of talent, was the fact that I think they're more mentally tough than every other team in the Eastern Conference. And I mentioned it, talking about either it was Heat culture or Butler being the alpha of the team. It just seems like Milwaukee and Boston and Philly are mentally fragile, and they were going to fall apart when things got rough. Denver's not like that as far as I'm concerned because Malone didn't let that happen. They came out and they buried uh, the Lakers. They ended up not letting up at all. They won in uh, four games. They swept. I just think Malone and Denver will be more mentally tough than every team that uh, the Heat have faced so far up to this point. I'm going with the Nuggets. I just think the Nuggets win the series comfortably. I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same outcome as the bubble, 
where mm-hmm. Butler needs like two separate 40-point triple-doubles to even win a game. But I do think Denver wins in like five. I think Denver kind of wins the series comfortably. Vincent, I know he was still good in the series. He wasn't as good when he came back from injury. So I do wonder how hampered he actually is. But Denver's had a lot of time off. They're well-rested. They're fully healthy. And I think that's really the story here. I think Denver wins in five, if I think yes. Okay. Um, I'm going with Miami as well. Uh, I'm with I'm with Terrell, man. I, Miami, I I did pick against them against Milwaukee. I think, like Scott said, everybody everyone did. Everyone did. Like, yeah, no did. And I had them uh, against New York. I had them with Boston. So I'm not going to get away with them. I know, you know, the matchup. I think the Joker matchup we talk about. I think is a, a matchup night for nightmare for any team. Um, but if there's one coach I do trust to make some type of adjustment or some type of game plan, Javen, try to slow him down or neutralize him a little bit. It is Eric Spolster, and we've seen how well he's coached throughout these playoffs. And I do feel like that Miami is still getting disrespected here. I mean, they took down the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I know Giannis missed a game there and was dealing with a back injury, uh, but they took care of the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. New York, um, they did their work as well. And with Boston, they got up three games and nothing got a little interesting by forcing a game seven with Boston. But we saw what it, we could have easily seen the Miami heat team roll over mentally check out being, Hey man, we gave up a three Oh lead. We're in game seven. We're done. But no, those guys came out, punched them in the mouth in that first quarter. And, and the rest was history. So uh, we talk about teams that are battle tested. I think that Miami heat have, made a run through this Eastern conference by beating the number one seed, the number two seed as well, where Denver, yeah, you play who's in front of you, but I mean, they beat a Minnesota Timberwolves team. I don't think that none of us were very high on coming into this playoffs. Um, talk about the Phoenix suns. It was pretty much Devin Booker and Kevin Durant having to go out and put up 40 points every single night. Um, it still wasn't enough. The depth wasn't there for the Phoenix suns and they just rolled over the LA Lakers where Lakers were competitive in those games. It's not, you know, let's not get it twisted, but they just weren't able to pull it out in the end. Um, the Tyler hero thing. I I'm, I'm, I'm with Scott. I want to see how, I'm a bit skeptical, but I think that if he's going to be able to get his legs back under, it might take a game or two. Or is it going to be too late? I don't think so. How many but minutes I think, do you even play him? You play him like 20 minutes out of the gate and just say, yeah, have fun out see there? 20 minutes and see how he does. I mean, he's, it's going to take him a little bit to get him uh, his stamina in, in, in the NBA finals in the NBA game. Right. Uh, but I just think that for this Miami Heat team that there's this it factor. And I know they don't have the glamorous players like, the opponents that they face, right? But Jimmy Butler, like even in that trophy presentation yesterday, like the, he didn't look satisfied, man. He's like, I'm not holding this trophy. I'm going to hold the next one. Um, they've said all the right things, obviously, that, hey, we're going to come out and win this game, that game. But they back up their talk, and I th- really like what Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler have been able to do. I think Caleb Martin, um will be maybe not as good as he was in the Eastern Conference Finals, but he definitely is going to contribute. Gabe Vincent as well. The X factor in every single series has been Bam. And I know Terrell hasn't been a fan of him, rightfully so, but Bam has gotten cooked. We saw the stats out there. It's um, gotta be Bam this time. Yeah, it, it has to be Bam. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to do his thing on the defensive side of the basketball and try to neutralize Jokic. But I'm gonna go with the Miami Heat in this series as well. That they've made me a lot of money in this in the in these playoff run. Um and I'm gonna go with the yeah, Miami Heat. Of question to you guys, and we'll kind of go on the panel here quickly. Miami Heat, I've made it to the NBA Finals two out of the last four seeds. I know the last one was in the bubble. Um, and some people call it, you know, put an asterisk next to it just because it was the bubble or whatever the case might be. Does Miami Heat have some type of edge or some type of extra, I guess, 
competitive advantage that they have been in NBA Finals, where this is the Denver Nuggets' first Finals appearance, I believe, in franchise history. Does that make a difference here, Scott, or, or it doesn't? I think the word you're looking for is experience. I think yeah, that's just a buzzword to yeah. use there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure if it's going to matter. Uh, you can make an argument maybe in game one or game two if they're able to steal one. To be honest, I think Miami gets buried in game one because of the rest it's advantage, but that's a separate story. But the point is, I'm not sure if it really does matter because at the end of the day, we saw with just, for example, Giannis when he won his title and when you're looking at all these superstars that have won their title, great players are going to show up no matter what. And I do think that Jokic is in line for an absurd stat line in the series. I have no faith in Bam to stop him. Now, I understand Spolster might throw some different looks. Maybe they'll dare somebody else to beat them. But if I told you Jokic finished the series averaging 27, 13, and 12, that actually does not sound that impossible. Like, I just no, think that <laughs> stats are going to be so crazy that I'm not sure if it's going to matter. Denver has made it to several Western Conference finals, and they finally got over the hump. And a big reason was because of health. They finally got Murray back. They finally had Porter Jr. back. And yep. Jokic, we know, is a madman. He's the best player in the league as far as I'm concerned. But the point is, I think it might matter maybe at some point if things get tough for Denver. But for the most part, no. I Once again, I have Denver in five. So I don't think it's really okay. going to matter that much. Now, just to be clear, I don't think it's going to be a blowout in each of the games. I think it's going to be competitive. I just think Denver, unlike Boston, won't blow double-digit leads in the fourth quarter. That's kind of the story for me. I think Denver's a better closing team than Boston is, which isn't a hot take. Boston's one of the worst closing teams I've ever seen. But I do think at the end of the day, it might matter maybe to steal a road game to make the series interesting. Maybe it'll push it to six or seven. But okay. I do think talent, once again, is going to kind of rise to the top here. And with Jokic being the ultimate mismatch, and Miami also has not exactly been great at stopping point guards. Derek White kind of did whatever he wanted as the series went on. I think Murray could have a couple of big games here. Uh, Porter Jr. could. Uh, we'll see how he does. But is most of the size on the interior. I know Miami was able to, of course, beat Milwaukee who had a lot of size, and they were able to beat some of these other teams. At various points in the playoffs, Miami's kind of gotten killed on the glass. And I do think with, with Jokic, with Porter Jr., with Gordon – they might have some problems getting out-rebounded by a wide margin in this series, and I do think that's going to be the story here. I'm taking Denver. To answer your question, I think it might matter if you like Miami in a long series. If you think it goes six or seven, that might mm -hmm. benefit Miami because, once again, they're going to, they're going to be here before. Uh, they're going to have the ability to thrive in the underdog role. But for me personally, I don't think it's going to matter that much. I just think Jokic is so much better than everybody else in the series in terms of talent that he's just going to carry his team to a win pretty comfortably in the series. I got Denver in five. Okay. Terrell, same question. Did experience matter here for the Miami Heat? Of course it matters. I think it, it always matters. You always want to have the experience. And it honestly, you know, talking to players and people that I know, it you could look at it both ways. It could help them. It could hinder them. It's a, it's, it's a lot that you've been there before and you didn't get it done and now you're trying to go back there and get it done. Are you more locked in? Are you really, like, you're saying that, hey, we can't fold it this time, like, we're getting a second chance, all of that? Like, yes, yes, you can say that, but it's also the fact of, like, you know what it takes. You know that every little mistake can hinder you, and so if you start falling into that mindset, you can really kind of go down a rabbit hole there. So ultimately, I think it does matter, and it does help them. Um, just because of this team's, like you said, been there, done that before. I think yeah. that uh, looking at, you know, 
the different players on the roster, you have two NBA champions already with Kevin Love and with Kyle Lowry. And Mm -hmm. is that going to show up on a stat sheet? Their contributions? Probably not. It's probably not, but it's going to be there in the locker room. It's going to be there when they're, if they're down in Denver and they got to find a way to claw back into it in Miami, like they're going to be so many situations where the pedigree, the leadership, everything in this team, and so many people are going to be at into the Miami Heat and making them constantly a better team. And that's what we've seen over the course of these playoffs, that they've constantly gotten tougher and tougher and tougher. And I think it's leading them up to this matchup here where, yeah, you're getting a star in Jokic. You're getting a star. But Jimmy Butler is a star as well, and I don't think that he's going to just lie down. I think Jamal Murray might have some tough sledding if Jimmy Butler is going to be his primary defender in these finals because, mm-hmm. again, these guys know what it's like to lose. You forgot uh, Udonis Haslam also has championship pedigree. He has three Oh, rings. yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, I, hey, UD, <laughs> my fault, UD. Don't beat me up, yo. Yo, UD, don't beat me up. My fault. Uh, oh, just, just ask Terrell, sorry. Yeah. How many games did you have Miami in? You had Miami in six? Um, I haven't actually decided, okay. but uh, I would go six. I'd probably say Miami is six. They clean up when they go back to Miami because I do I gonna, think that Miami yeah. steals one of the first two on the road. Yeah, I was going to say that kind of touches upon what I was saying, but from the opposite spectrum where I said I think Denver ends it early, so it might not matter, but it would matter in a longer series and you have it going six. So that does make sense. I just have Denver putting it away early. Yeah, no, I, no I think they. I think Denver is liable to lose game one. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I'm not as big as the rest disadvantage uh, as you are. We saw last year it meant absolutely nothing because Boston Celtics came out of a seven-game series and went and buried the Golden State Warriors on the road. So yeah. uh, I, I'm not big into that rest disadvantage thing. I think that at the end of the day, these players know the moment and they know that you know, regardless how tired they are, and we've seen them be exhausted. We've seen Jimmy Butler be hurled over, bend over his knees trying to gas for air, but he's still going out there hooping. So it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, I was going to mention something, but I completely went over my head. But Lante, same question. Experience matter. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big proponent of experience in any sport. I don't think it plays a, a big unless you like the team that has the experience. I'd rather have a better players than experience any day, any team, any sport. I think Denver better. They're better players, and and that's I mean, why Coach Cal has one ring. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, you talk about for college? I mean, no, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters in any sport. I don't think it matters. Okay, yeah, I mean, look, I think everybody has their uh, their opinion about it. So yeah, yeah they have uh, I don't know if the college thing's a fair comparison to single elimination tournament. Like, I don't know if that's yeah, a fair. Not, com- I get your point, but that I don't know if that's a fair comparison in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if. If he was to play, you know, if there was a good one in the tournament and if he had the better some of those teams were better. I mean, he just just lost. I mean, teams just shit the bid. But I yeah, think in the coaching it, My question is, was Boston not the ta- more talented team? They were by one more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And and so that's what I'm saying. But we've seen, you know, the more talented, better team go play this Miami Heat team two to three series that they played in, and they've gotten a win two to three times. At some point, Miami, we gotta just stop saying Miami is not yeah. as, as talented as the other team and because everything I mean, else is not, clicking for them. Yeah, I, not, I think it's like mostly you a coaching disadvantage, and I understand your mm-hmm. point. And well, I've been critical of Malone in the past. I think he's done a great job this year and in the playoff run. I think he's done a very, very good job. But that kind of goes back to what I was saying before about Miami being mentally tougher than all the other teams that they faced off so far. 
because Milwaukee with Budenhoser, I've never been a coach Bud guy ever. Even the one title they won, they almost lost to the Nets with one guy. So I've never been a Budenhoser guy. They ended up beating Missoula, who I think is a bottom 10 coach in the league. I don't think it's even a discussion at this point. And people tried to pretend he was good because White bailed them out in game six. I just think Malone is significantly better than those two other coaches that crumbled when things got tough. That's kind of the difference for me. I think Denver defends home court. That's kind of how I'm looking at the series. All right. Uh, before we get into some serious prop bets here, guys, let me tell everyone about Edge Boost. This uh, episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be ex- an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your a favorite bet like you like. Even use your even used to create an awesome middle or even hedge opportunity not on brand with sgp but hey that's what edge boost is here for edge boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest well edge boost is here for that support sgpn and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge must be 21 years old older to use problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, all right, guys. Let's get into some serious prop bets, Some maybe some exactas, anything that you like. We'll kind of leave it open-ended here. Uh, Delante, why don't you lead us off, man? Any serious props that you are looking at? Uh, I would look for – I mean, I like Denver, so I would probably look for them to uh, probably win in like a sweep because I want to take them to Ooh. win one game and – Win one game and then win the series, but that's like still juices, like minus 230 on DraftKings right now. So I think the upside is higher that they sweep rather than it goes to a long series. I think if it goes to a longer series, they'll be in trouble. So what was I'll that go again? 550? Uh, no, it's minus 230 for them to win the game and no, I'm saying win the game sweep. One. What was the sweep? 550? Uh, yeah, the last, I, last time I looked, it was around five to one. Um, that's I'll, what get I the exact, okay. yeah, I'll get the exact. I'll get the exact. Plus 380 I think is what I see on DraftKings. For the sweep, we moved down to 380. It was 550 Jesus. yesterday. Yeah, I see Denver Nuggets 4 0, uh, exact result plus wow. 380. Oh, okay. yeah, no, I wouldn't bet that. I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't bet that. Um, that's too low. Missed a uh, ton of line movement on that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but I think, it, I mean, it's, it, I think it's more likely, if you like Denver, I think it's more likely that they sweep or win in five rather than in a long series. Because I think it, the longer it goes, the more it benefits Miami. All right. Uh, Scott, what are you looking at as far as any series prop bets, series spreads, anything? Uh, so there are a couple of fun props I see on FanDuel, uh, which are some long shots, but I'll still throw them out there. Butler to record a triple-double in any finals game, plus 460. I don't mind that one. I think, once again, if Miami's going to win a game or a couple of games, they need Butler to go nuclear like he did against the, the Lakers in the bubble, and he had that 40-point triple-double masterclass game. Uh, but I do think plus 460 makes some sense. Butler was pretty close in a couple of these games against Boston. And I do agree with Terrell that the Nuggets defensively don't exactly match up that well with Butler. So I can see Butler having at least one game where he pieces it all together and he has a triple-double. He's been very close in a couple of games in this postseason. But he's going to play, what, like 44 minutes in every game, 42-plus minutes in every game? Mm -hmm. So he's going to get a bunch of playing time. So I do like the plus 460 there. Uh, Do I think Jokic records a triple-double in every game at 16-1? to Hmm. 16 to one's kind of intriguing. I know it was a bigger price, I believe, a couple of days ago, but 
16 to 1 might be somewhat appealing in that one. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really like. I think uh, in that the, case that if there's like a blowout in one of these games that he may just not play like in a like half of the fourth quarter or the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's quarter. a problem. Once again, it's 16 to 1. Like I'm yeah, trying to think of yeah. fun long shot bets there. I feel better about Jokic triple double at 16 to 1 in every game than Jokic to record 50 plus PRA in every game at 13 to 1 because I can see Jokic having one of those 15, 12, and 10 games, and he gets pulled in the fourth quarter if it's a route. So I actually feel better about the triple-double game as opposed to the 50 PRA. But for me, I think those are the two main long-shot props I'm going to take. I was trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to make a case for. Do I think Jokic scores 30 in every game at 34-1? to No. Do I think Murray scores 25-plus points in every game at 17-1? to Not really. Murray 40-plus points in a game is plus 370. But I'm not sure I'm going to pick that because he had one insane. Wait, did he even score 40 in a game against the Lakers? Who was this? I'm sorry. Jamal Murray, because he had 30 and a half, and I think he finished with like 36. I don't even think he got. Uh, the 40 no, I don't think he got that 40 piece. I don't, I don't think, think he so. did either. No. Caldwell Pope to score 20 plus points in a game, those plus 330. That might be tempting. Yeah. But for the most part, I think those are going to be the main plays I'm looking at. I missed the boat on the Nuggets potential sweep. I don't think they're going to sweep, but plus 550 was quite appealing. Uh, but no, I think for the most part, I mentioned everything. If you want to make a case for Butler to be the leading scorer at plus 170, and you hope that Jokic pivots to more of an assist role and Spolster maybe forces the other guys to beat him, that maybe is worth a look. But no, I think my main long shot plays for the series are going to be Jokic triple double every game at 16 to 1. And I will go with Butler triple double in any game at plus 460. All right. Uh, Terrell, what do you got? Any serious prop bets that you do like? Well, I mean, Scott just went through and said everything and then not took the bet. He didn't labeled out every single bet that was on the freaking card and then <laughs> said, oh, no, I'm not going to take that one. No, but you could. You could. Like, oh, there's no there's no mystery anymore. Yeah. Give me Jimmy Butler. Top point score plus 170. And it's just because we've seen Jokic be very passive. And I don't think there's too many people that are constantly taking Jokic overs because of the reason of he's been very much trying to get his teammates involved. And so Jim Butler, I don't think he's doing that. I think he's coming in here. He's coming for blood. He's going to score every single time. If a game gets out of hand, he's probably still playing it and still scoring. So I like Jimmy Butler to be a total points leader plus 170. I like Miami and uh, what's those props? I guess I'll do uh, exact. Is it a exact games or where the heck is the freaking Miami in six? What is uh, that? Miami in six is plus seven fifty. That's the uh, NBA Finals correct score. Yeah, it'll be exact result. That's eight to one. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I found it. I found it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, eight to one plus seven fifty. Whatever it is, I'll take Miami in six. I think they can get it done. Um, I'm going to ask, though, what do you prefer, Miami in six at eight to one or Miami to win game one in the series, which is also at eight to one? Um, I guess Miami is six because I can still win if they don't win game one. But yeah, I was just wondering if you had tank, a preference. Yeah. Yes, I guess I would just say Miami is six. I think Miami clears things out next time they're in Miami. I don't think they fold. Uh, again, another closing game. They've had multiple closing games these series and only got one of the wins. They're one and two, uh, and that's well, really one in like three in that span for for. But uh, I think that they, if they get the opportunity to go up three games in here, they close out the next game, and I think that next game is in Miami. Um, 
<sighs> Do I think Jokic or Jimmy gets to 50? Those are the top long shot bets that I'm looking at. Jimmy's at 18 to 1. Jokic mm-hmm. is at 25 to 1. What's Murray? He doesn't have one because it's Jamal Murray. I see okay. that FanDuel has Murray 45 plus points in any game at 12 to 1. So actually, I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead, but I don't think Jamal Murray's going to have a good series just because he historically has not been that good against the Miami Heat. Okay. Like, and this is years of data. He's just not been that good against the Miami Heat. And I mean, it's essentially like the same. Talk about heat culture. It's like the same team every single time. And he just doesn't put up that that many good games against them. So I think he goes under his uh, average or whatever they have it for for this series. But I'm not really looking at uh, Jamal Murray props or anything like that. But I will, I will sprinkle on either Jimmy or Jokic to have a, a 50 piece. Jokic is 25 to one. Jimmy's 18 to one. And really Jokic at 25 to one is pretty interesting. Cause I think he has, he does have like that one game that he goes crazy and he could just score everything. Denver probably wins, but I think Jimmy's going to try to match him as much as he can. So I'll sprinkle on those two. Those would be my long shot series props. All right. Uh, Nothing's topping that 30 to one though. Yeah, that, that's going to be difficult right you now. You can go back to it. You can take another buzzer beater. I can't, so I thought about it. I'm looking like I'm looking right at it, and I'm very much considering it. What about distance of longest shot made over 47 and a half at 75 to 1? <laughs> Where is 47 and a half? That's about it's half court. About half yeah. court. Ooh. I mean, in theory, you can argue the over because they're actually going to shoot it. They're not worried about their percentages. <laughs> so you're yeah, Jimmy so Butler will shot. jack it up. He doesn't give a shit. They won that yeah, last he's, year, he's right? Didn't pull it a half court shot last year? I think so. I mm, think so. I don't know. It's too many eyes in the finals. I don't think it happens. But okay. buzzer beater, very much. I didn't get my, my Jimmy Butler buzzer beater that I handicapped. I got one. Thank you, Derek White. But I didn't get Jimmy Butler. Man, nah, if it, if it happens, I'm going to be pissed. All right, I got to go back to the, to the buzzer beater. Give me 30 to 1. one buzzer I got to love the market, though. You can bet on a half court shot to go in in the series at 75 to 1. <laughs> yeah, it's over on draft fun time. A um, couple of ones that I was looking at over five and a half games, minus 140. Um, I, I don't think that Denver does get it done in five. Um, I think this series probably will get to six or seven. I think Miami in six is my official prediction. So at over five and a half, minus 140, I do like that. Um, and then series spreads, you could get, you could get Miami plus two and a half at minus 150. Uh, or Miami Heat plus one and a half games plus one thirty five. I like those plus odds as well. Um, I'm going to throw this one out there just for fun. Um, will anybody break Robert Horry's uh, uh, total steals? Uh, oh, not sorry. Total I was steals, staring single at that game. one. Jimmy has six last series. In yeah, the game. I was staring at that one. It's seven, seven steals is yeah. Seven is a record by Robert Horry. It's, the odds are seventy five to one. So you have to break it, or you have to just reach seven. No, this is any player to break. So he I needs eight. eight. You need yeah. eight. He had okay. six, but yeah. again, he was playing against Jalen Brown. So that like, that that, <laughs> um, that that kind of boosted his number a little bit. So right. that's kind of why I stayed away from it. But I, I I like where your head is at, Moonoff, because I was there. First of all, there was no way in hell I would have ever guessed Robert Ory was the all-time single-game steals leader in NBA Finals game. I would yes, never have guessed that. Just respect that man, Robert Ory. 
Yeah, I respect his shooting in big steals. games. I didn't realize he got steals. I think this one, uh, Jokic, if anybody could do it, Jokic could do it. Magic Johnson single game finals assist record, 21 assists is 100 to 1. I've heard, I mean, there are worse bets at 100 to 1. Like, I'm yeah. more tempted by that one than the Steels one, to be yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll take him, I'll take him to break Elgin Baylor's points record. Oh, eight steals in a game. Was he Michael 61? Carter Williams in his first ever NBA game? Like, eight steals. How often do you get eight steals in a game? Yeah, that that's, uh, I mean, I'd rather get the assists. Yeah, I, I think the assist more is probably more live with, especially with Jokic out there. Uh, all right, guys, I'm gonna I, play some more. I love the assist more, way more than the, uh, than anything the else seals. out there. Yeah. You're getting an extra 25 to 1. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break here, then we'll get back right into it. Um, two contests, two prop contests happening. Wait, so did anybody officially, like, call that one? Did, is that is that officially, like... We're not threw it out there for the room. I think he's considering a flyer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he puts a piece If nobody calls it, I'll it. call it. I'll ask, oh, what oh. do you prefer? Assist record or half-court shot at 75 to 1? I'd probably go with assist, assist right with Jokic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jokic like there's games where he comes out the first quarter with seven assists. Like he can yeah. he can look like really, really sneaky get this game in like I think I'd game. prefer the half court shot to be honest. But once again, it, it's it's a long shot either way. Yeah. Twenty two assists for a hundred and one. Uh yeah, I, I think that yeah, I mean it's I think it's a possibility. I mean against a hundred hundred to one for a reason. What's his um, what's right. his assist prop at right now? His assist prop for game one is probably eight and a half or nine and a half. It is probably probably nine and a half. He's ten and a half double. at plus one fifteen. Yeah. Oh, so really? ten and a half. So you okay. basically double alt assist. What does alt assist say? So you get up. You can get plus seven fifty for fifteen. Yes, that is a steal. Fifteen yeah. is seven fifty. So you just need. And so you get you multiple have, chances. You yeah, get exactly. hundred to one. And fifteen is seven fifty. Yeah, that's a steal. This is good odds. We just take I it for the value. I personally think alone. you might need double overtime to get there. But once again, stranger things have happened. I don't. I don't mind it for Jokic in particular. But I don't. I'm not Fred sure Van if Fleet it's going. Has a twenty assist game this season. He does or he doesn't. Does. He does. Fred he does, okay. had a twenty assist game this season. He dropped okay. twenty and twenty against Charlotte. Maybe. Okay. I think it was Charlotte. Shout out to Cody Martin. Shout out to Cody Martin. Uh, all right, guys, two uh, contests happening uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the NBA Finals plus the Stanley Cup uh, final contest. Um, it's over on the SGPN app. I don't know why you don't have it. If you don't if you don't have it already, get over to the App Store or wherever you uh, get your apps. Just make sure to just put in SGPN app. You'll see the SGPN logo there. Make sure to download it. Uh, there's a lot of great, uh, both contests, like I mentioned, uh, series prop bets, series long prop bets, and also game by game prop bets as well. There's a hundred dollar SGPN gift card up for grabs for each of the two contests. And again, it's only exclusively on the SGPN app. Um, all right, guys, before we wrap up, get into a lock and dog or give our official series prediction. And then one prop bet that we do want to give out. Kind of want to play devil's advocate here, real round round table here, quickly. I know we made our predictions here, Lante. Let me start with you here. Um, make the case for Miami to win the NBA title. I know you're on Denver, but what has to go maybe wrong for Denver, or what has to go right for Miami to, for them to win the series? Yeah. So what has to go wrong for Denver would probably be some of the role players don't show up. Uh, I'm I'm con- I'm considering role players such as ACP. Aaron Gordon, uh, Bruce Brown off the bench. Because I throw MPJ in there personally. 
Because the, the volume is going to be there for MPJ, so if he's off, he can completely sabotage the offense. Yeah, I think he's a step above those three guys, though. But specifically, Bruce Brown, I think, is the important part because he's the he's a leader off the bench. So if they get outplayed by Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, then they're going to be in trouble. And if Malone has – he had moments in that um, Lakers series where he made some – questionable things i mean it worked out day one but it still was some questionable things that he did with his lineup so i think if Spolstra has another master class and has been drawn up where he can limit Jokic or put some kind of design on him to make not be effective or as effective then i think that denver is in trouble but neutralizing those scores uh, as far as the bench production with starting with Bruce brown if they do that i think they will be able to win um and they got to continue to shoot i mean shoot they shot 46 plus percent four times out of the six games. Oh, four times out of the seven to, uh, seven games is in the series with Boston. So, I mean, it's hard to beat a team shooting that good three. So, yeah. if they continue that and also defend at a high level, I think they'll be able to do it. But I think it all boils down to the three role players against Miami's three role players. Scott, same question. So, I am going to focus on the hierarchy of Denver as well, but I'm not going to be as uh, low on the depth chart for who's going to determine the series. I think it comes down to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I understand the role players with Bruce Brown being solid as well, and I get all that, but it's the NBA Finals. The Stars are playing, what, like 40 minutes a game minimum for each of them? So I'm not exactly concerned by the bench for both teams. For me, it comes down to Joker finding open shooters, which we saw a lot of in the zone. I don't think Miami's going to go away from the zone early on. I think it might backfire. But the point is, I do think that Denver – is going to have a lot of good looks from three. And we saw Boston in the last two games couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. So I do think I'm going to look at the guys who take the most threes on the team. I'm going to look at Murray, who Terrell mentioned has struggled historically against Miami. I'm going to look at Porter Jr., who was really good against the Lakers. But once again, we know he can throw in a couple of dumb shots here and there. Shout out to that late game shot he had against the Suns. Oh, he's going to shoot four. the ball if it touches hands. Don't oh, he's going to shoot it. He's not passing. He's not passing. So I, I think that passing. if I... If I had to pick how Denver loses this series, of course, barring injury, if an injury happens, that's a separate story. I think it comes down to Murray and Porter Jr. missing shots because the volume's going to be there for them. I know Bruce Brown and the role players are good, but I have to look at volume here. Murray and Porter Jr. will be taking a bunch of shots, and I think they will determine if Miami wins or loses the series because if both of them are off, it's going to take a lot for Denver to overcome. That's how I see Miami winning. They need Murray and Dash or Porter Jr. to be really bad. Besides, I also want to mention a quick prop that I found just by shopping around. So that's my answer to your question. But DraftKings has the leading rebounder in the series. Jokic is minus 20,000. Bam is 7 to 1. Stay with me for a second. Bam is 7 to 1. FanDuel has Bam at 27 to 1. So you're comparing plus 700 to plus 2,700. I know Bam isn't a great rebounder, and Terrell have, and I have roasted him for it in the past, but you're picking up an extra 20 to 1 by shopping around. Bam? Really? 27 to 1? I got, yeah, I don't mind that. Put a little bit something on it. If Miami gets Jokic involved in every pick and roll and take him away from the basket, you might have an argument. Yeah. Uh, Terrell, same question. Make a case for Denver or Miami. What has to go wrong for Miami? I think it's unreal, unreal amount of scoring for Denver. Honestly, like if everything goes in the basket, because 
Denver's playing six guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, they're they're playing six guys. If those six guys aren't on, then there's there. It's not like Jeff Green's going to step up and give you 15, 20 to help you out. You know, Christian Braun's not going to step up and give you 15, 20 to help you out. You're you're depending on all those guys, Lance name to give you double digits. You're depending on the guys that Scott named to give you 20, 25. Jamal Murray's got to give you 30 a couple of times in this series. If Jamal Murray comes back down and comes down to earth, I don't think it's a chance that Denver's going to win. So really, for me, I'm going to take it even a step further. It's on Jamal Murray. If you think Jamal Murray's going to have a great series, then I think Denver is going to win. I don't think Jamal Murray's is going to come up every single game like he's been doing for this Denver team. And that's going to be partial of the reason. I think at some point it's going to become a topic and we're going to come back on here and somebody's going to say it. Jokic needs some help. That's what is, that's what I feel like it's going to be. I feel like at some point in this series, somebody's going to come up here and say, Jokic needs some help. If he doesn't get any help, they're screwed. And that's how I think the series is going to go. I'll I'll touch upon it this way, just to tag along on that. If Murray averages 30 plus points again in the entire series, like he did against the Lakers, they're sweeping. Yeah. I'm just going to get the, I'm just going to go on record there. They're sweeping if Murray plays as well as did against the Lakers. Do we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think it's uh, kind of combining what you and Terrell just said is that if Jamal Murray shows up in this series, like he did against Lakers, uh, I think the Miami Heat are going to have a tough time. Um, winning this series, I don't think being competitive. In I don't think they have a yeah. chance if he shows up like he did against the Lakers. I think they're sweeping. I, I, I wasn't joking. <laughs> like if if Murray yeah. averages like north of sure, yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win every game. It's just the way. So I'm the only yeah. person. I'm the only person that thinks that they can still win without Murray going nuclear, right? Yeah, we also thought Boston was going to win. You have the Nuggets winning the series, though. So you think maybe? Yeah, no, but, I, yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think I don't think he has to score thirty. But I mean he. I don't think he, no, has, he, average, he didn't like, say he had to. I said if he does, the series is over before it even starts. They'll cover yeah, every single I, spread if he scores. Yeah, I, I think he can average what he averaged in the regular season and it'll be fun. Like 2021. I think he averaged 2021 and still be fun. And they'll win. Once the again, I was going with the extreme. Terrell saying what could go wrong with the Heat. If Murray goes even half nuclear or he plays at 90% the level he did in the Lakers series. Miami's not winning a game. I just want to go on record and say that. I think Munaf agrees. Yeah. This was something last season that Terrell talked about a lot. And I know, think, Scott, you mentioned this as well, is that Miami Heat were just really good against the point guard position that we were fading um, point guards going up against Miami uh, on their points prop uh, uh, in, in daily games. So, well, they were this year. I said they were actually bad against the Celtics in the past series. Yeah. Smart, yeah. Smart kind of cooked them for like 20-plus points in a couple of games here and there. Yeah. And White did well, too. In the past, they've been good mm-hmm. against think- the point guard. I yeah. think it's a little bit more. It was different with Boston, though, because you just got so much attention. Like, you're yeah. sending your best and second best defender after Tatum and Brown. Like, of course, Smart and White are going to get off getting the third and fourth best guy majority of the time. And, uh, you know, not really, you're not paying them as much attention. Like, you, they kept Jalen Brown in the straps. And so, if you apply that same kind of thought process and you take that over to Jamal Murray, then yeah, maybe he is playing the point guard position, but I think they're going to respect him more as a scorer. And so you think they're going to put Jimmy in? Huh? Yeah. I think, think, yeah, I think Jimmy is his primary defender. I, I mean, you're not going to put Jimmy on the Who's going to go Marco Porter? Forget about Porter Jr. for a second. You don't think Bowler's stamina might be an issue? What potentially could be like a, I don't want to say it's no. a messed up ankle, but something. I'm just stopping you right there. No, I don't. You don't I think don't so? Running around the screens NBA the entire time? It's the NBA finals. You have you got four more wins. It's the NBA Finals. I don't think stamina is an issue. I think everybody's going out there 
and He's gonna get croak over in their grave before death. you know my argument might try to conserve some energy offensively for butler by not having him guard murray every possession on defense That's i think you'll guard. i think you'll guard aaron gordon so he won't have to play as hard on defense I think he might guard Porter Jr., but we'll see. I, I don't think he's going to guard Murray as much as you think. I think he will in, in like must-win territory. But if he's going to play 45-plus minutes every game, which he probably will, and Bowler, we've seen have an injured ankle earlier this postseason, and he might have tweaked something, but he was fine once again in the fourth quarter. I can see Spolstra going to zone or doing whatever they can to save Butler's energy for offense, as far as I'm concerned. Honest, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Butler's as good as a defender as people think he is. How dare you disrespect Jimmy Butler? I, 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 I love Jimmy Butler, but I mean, all right, guys, Delonte's not going to be back next season, guys. <laughs> if he's guard, if he's guard, if he's guarding, I mean, this I don't think Denver has a chance now. Like that was just the kiss of death of a of a take that was going to uh, implode all Denver. I mean, def- defensively, what, did he? I mean, he do a good. Job I am going to clip this. What Atlante is sitting? Yeah, I'm no, this, I mean, the you can't. Team of Miami and tell Jimmy Butler to watch this. No, the way that I see it with Butler, just for I the last Jimmy series. Butler, what did he do anything defensively that like made you guys? I mean, he picked he picked like, Brown a bunch series? of times, but once again, Brown can dribble, and Tatum did a thirty and several games in a row. But Jalen Brown. I'm going to point it like I'm just going to put it this way: Butler, even though they beat Boston and he had a solid series. Even in the NBA Finals against the Lakers as well, there were a couple of games where Butler was kind of invisible, and it seemed like he was trying to pace himself because he was exhausted. I can yeah. see that potentially happening in the series. That's that's kind, of, that's the kind of point I'm making where Spolstra might be incentivized to find easier matchups for Butler to avoid games where he's completely gassed and scores 18 points. That's kind of my point. Yeah, All right, guys. I also think if somebody's killing you, you you don't care. You're just I need somebody to stop him, and you can stop him. That's fair. Yeah, and I and I think that's where Eric Spolster really like. If he is getting cooked, and he's 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 we talked about, it. he's that type of coach that will make the adjustments. He'll try something else to slow down Jamal Murray if that pick and roll is is you know really working for the Denver Nuggets. So this is then that this is going to be the fun series to watch. The X's on X's and O's matchup between these two teams. It's really going to be intriguing. Um, all right, let's get into our official series predictions. And then if you guys want to give out a series prop bet, a dog, anything that you do like, um, just so we have it officially on record. Delonte, lead us off. Official series prediction in how many games? And if you have a prop bet at uh, our dog prize, anything that you want to give out as an additional prop bet? Yeah, so I'll go Denver in six. Um, so right now on DraftKings, you can get them to win in six, but it's the exact order of – uh, teams winning, so you can get them to win game one and two, and uh, Miami to win game three and four, and Denver to win game five and six. You can get that at fourteen to one. So, so I like Phoenix, that. Slot. Denver and six. Two of the Phoenix six. series all over again. Yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, I said I think I think Spolstra. I respect Spolstra and Jimmy enough. I think Spolstra can get him a game. I think Jimmy can get him a game. I mean, I don't think that's absurd to say. I, I respect him enough to think that they'll come in ready to play and he'll Spol have something adjusted up where Mike Malone's not ready for it. Um, so, yeah, I like that 14-1. Uh, one of my favorite plays is Michael Porter Jr. points per game in a series over, uh see if it's still 15 and a half, minus 115. I like that a lot. I think he has a lot of advantage size-wise. He's bigger than Struess, uh, Martin, um, Vince I mean, he's what? So some he's six ten. He's taller than everybody. I mean, yeah. You so know, I mean, yeah. players. He's six ten. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. All, it's the, all the guys that he, all the guys that he be guarding. I think he has a size advantage. I think he shoot over him. Uh, he's been really good on the boards, putbacks. Uh, defensively, he's been a, a whole lot better. 
So I like him over 15 and a half uh, points per, per game uh, throughout the series. And uh, 14 and one Denver to win games one, two, five, and six, and Miami to win three and four. All right, Scott, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Denver in five. Uh, as for my favorite bet, quote unquote, it is plus money. I really do like the value of Denver minus two and a half. Uh, I saw that was plus 145 on DraftKings last night. I know that the series price for Denver went from around minus 360 to like minus 450. So I'm assuming the line has shifted pretty heavily on that two and a half. It's probably still plus money, but I'm guessing like plus 125. I don't know if you have that in front of you, but I think Denver wins in either four or five. Uh, At the end of the day, I do think that Miami, I'm not trying to disrespect them, which I kind of am because I'm picking them to get run out a little bit, (laughs) but I have to point out, I think Denver's the best team in the league. And from what I can tell watching them in that, it was really game five against Phoenix where I just realized like, yeah, I think this team is just nuts. I kind of made the realization, but I do think at the end of the day, Miami had a great run to get here, but it seemed like they were quite fortunate that both Milwaukee and Boston could not hold a fourth quarter lead to save their lives the entire series. I don't think Denver's going to choke away that many games. And Miami's been so good, like impossibly good, when trailing by double digits in games this postseason. I think Denver, when they go up, they'll bury them. And I think Denver's going to be up by double digits a decent amount in this series. So give me Denver in five, but I will go Denver minus two and a half games at maybe you could find the best price for me, but I'm, I'm assuming yeah, it's around plus 130. Plus 125. I'll take the plus money there. Give me Denver in four or five. All right. Uh, Terrell, what do you got? All right. Series prediction, Heat in six. That was eight to one, we told said before. Uh, Let me see. Let's see. For a lot play, let me go ahead and take Jamal Murray under 26 and a half for the series. Minus 115. He hasn't eclipsed that in a single game in his career over the Miami Heat, and now he's got to do it over the course of the series. Uh, I'll just fade Jamal Murray uh, in that aspect. Uh, for a dog play. I didn't mention my dog, by the way. My dog will be Jokic triple-double every game at 18-1. to one. Okay. Um, there's something with some, some juice, some value. Uh, take the 100-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah, I could take the 100-1. Take Jokic's the half-court shot. Mm. I don't think I want the half court shot. I was I was joking, <laughs> but uh, I could. Uh, I mean, but it's like one score? shot and you get it. Or triple double any game plus four sixty. You have a couple options. Plus fifty piece. Let's just yeah. Let's just go eleven to one because then that even opens things up for if Jamal Murray has a legend a legendary game as well. Let's go eleven to one. Yeah, eleven to one. Any score, any player to score fifty points. Anybody doesn't matter who. Eleven to one. Like it. Uh, all right. For my official series prediction, Heat in six. Um, and then a couple prop bets that I do like over five and a half. Like I mentioned, total games. Um, and then for a dog price, I'll take I'll take Miami minus one and a half at five to one. I think they get it done in six, like I mentioned. So at five to one, uh, that's some uh, pretty good value for the Miami Heat to get it done. And 
hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy, if that if they still call it that, at the end of six games on their home floor. Uh, all right, guys, that is going to do it for our official NBA Finals uh, series prop bets and official predictions. Uh, Lanta, anything else we want to mention before you get out of here, bud? Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Scott, anything else? Just to make sure, Delonte gave out his walking dog, right? We didn't. We didn't skip him. Yeah, he was the first one to go, right? I was making sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just just making yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you can find me on Twitter, Right Show Radio. Uh, besides that, got got a tennis podcast. I got to record tonight for some of the matches tomorrow and some of the matches in the second round of the French Open. Should be fun. And besides that, I know that Terrell and I have a Coach of the Year uh, NFL episode to make. We're gonna be doing the awards, the early uh, season predictions for awards. And we got the WNBA podcast, which we had an episode for today. Four games. Some of them started already. Some of them did not. But we should be doing that three times a week or so. So a lot of basketball going on, even though the NBA is going to be happening every other day or so. But you got women's basketball, and you can still make a lot of money betting it. Yes, sir. Villain, anything Brian else? Brian Dayball, coach of the year, Scott? By what? Dayball. Brian Dayball, coach of the year? Uh, we're going to save that for the podcast. We can't give you spoilers. Come on, man. I'm not going to win it back-to-back. You're got to tune in. Got to tune in. Uh, Terrell, anything else? Ah, man. Um, City of Boston. Just know that I despise more in the green. Both you, but I appreciate such a great playoffs that you gave me and all the winners that we cash. I hope that you all don't soak too much because I don't need any of that drifting in the next season. I need you to be as confident as you were this season so I can make a lot of money off of you. Uh, other than that, I appreciate you, and I know you appreciate me too. So much love. Have fun in Cancun, guys. All right, guys, make sure to get into the two contests that are happening for this uh, the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup as well. Um, you can only find that on the SGPN app. So if you haven't downloaded it already, Make sure you do so. They are both free to enter and the winner of each contest. And, hey, if you could win both of those contests, you'll get a $100 SGP and gift card uh, to the merch store. A lot of great stuff on the merch store uh, for you to take advantage of. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. We'll talk about series-long player prop bets, MVP picks. Uh, and then on Thursday, we'll be back with Game 1 betting predictions for the NBA Finals. So, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel for the NBA Gambling Podcast, go ahead and do so. Uh, and then also make sure to uh, leave a rating and review wherever you do listen to the pods, whether that's Apple, Spotify, wherever you do get your pods. Uh, do us a favor. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, all right, guys. Doing right on those other two podcasts? Yeah, go ahead. I'm saying we're aiming for noon, right? For those I'm two frozen. podcasts for the search. Yes, yeah, yes, so noon, it'll be, uh, noon, noon Eastern time. For noon Eastern time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah, so make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast Twitter account as well. A reminder at SGPNNBA. It will be at noon Eastern for the next few days for Wednesday and Thursday. So, again, come tap in with us. All right, good luck with your bets. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it.